0: Welcome to Creating the Good with AARP Illinois, a show with inspiring people who we hope will inspire you. And now, your hosts, Bob Gallo and Rosanna Marquez.
1: Hi, I'm Bob Gallo, State Director of AARP Illinois, and I'm here with my co-host, Rosanna Marquez, State President of AARP Illinois. We're excited to be here with you.
2: today. We are truly honored to have two extraordinary people joining us. Fritzi Fritschall is a Holocaust survivor. At the age of 13, she was sent to the Auschwitz-Birkenau concentration camp, along with her mother and two brothers. Fritzi was the only one of them to survive. After World War II, she settled in Skokie, Illinois, and helped found the Illinois Holocaust Museum and Education Center. Which, by the way, if you haven't been, you must go. Uh, I was there most recently last month, and it is truly an inspiring and um, very educational and beautiful, beautiful place to visit. She has dedicated her life to making sure that future generations learn about the Holocaust so that it never happens again and is considered a leading voice of conscience in Chicago.
1: Yes, Rosanna, and for all her work and efforts, she was recently highlighted by the American Red Cross of Chicago in Northern Illinois as one of several individuals honored for their outstanding acts of heroism, dedication, and service to the community. Fritzy was named the global citizenship hero.
2: What a wonderful honor. Also joining us today is a friend of Fritzy's and a friend of Chicago, Cardinal Blaise Supich, Archbishop of Chicago. In 2014, Pope Francis appointed him Archbishop, and in 2016, Archbishop Supic was elevated to the College of Cardinals.
1: So welcome, Fritzie, and, and welcome, Cardinal. Thank you both very much for being with us today on Creating the Good with AARP Illinois. Thank you,
3: Bob and Rosanna.
1: So let's start with a question for both of you. Tell us about your friendship. How did it come to happen that a Jewish survivor of the Holocaust and a Cardinal of the Catholic Church became friends?
4: Well, I I don't think we labeled each other. I think I truly respect Cardinal Cupich for who and what he is. And the fact that I'm Jewish never came into conversation. Mm. We just became two human beings. Cardinal is a civilian when we're together. And I think the fact that religion has never come into this. I think we all need to stop labeling each other. And if we would just look at each other as individuals of who and what we are, regardless of whether it's color, race or religion, it would be a much better world.
1: Mm, thank you, Fritzy Cardinal?
3: I fully agree. I think that it's uh, two human beings who, uh, uh, found uh, a, a real connection and friendship uh, was the basis of uh, of our ongoing uh, relationship. the The important thing, I think, as Fritzy noted, is that uh, uh, we decided to make sure that we met each other on that that same basis. Uh, and uh, we, I just enjoy being with her. And uh, like I said, uh, when we were getting ready for this program, uh, I miss being with you. Uh, Britzy, because I enjoy our times together.
1: Thank you both. I'm glad we could bring you both together this way, at least. And so both of you have said that words matter because words can spread hatred and lies and divide communities, yet words can also heal and unite. How has your friendship helped both of you to spread words of understanding and to help stop the spread of hatred? And how has it helped you grow as individuals even later in life?
3: I would say that uh, one of the things, and uh, my friendship with with Fritzi, and also visiting the Holocaust Museum and being a part of some of the work, the wonderful work that they do, and uh, really coming uh, to know the story of the Holocaust more, it was very clear to me that just, this didn't happen overnight. It was like peeling an onion, bit by bit. People began, in some way, to use language that demeaned others to the point that they sent the signal that some people uh, were uh, not as valuable as others. And then uh, it began to strip away their entire humanity to the point where their lives could be uh, sacrificed to, uh, to the, the Nazi regime, to the point where their lives were taken and they were herded up just because of, of their uh, ethnic and religious background. And so words words progressively allowed this hatred to turn into the very terrible violence that it did. It didn't happen overnight. That's why uh, we have to be careful of how we use words, but also choose our words in a way that builds people up. Uh, building people up with words is, is, is critically important.
1: Of course. Fritzie, the same for you. Uh, you know, obviously words matter. And how has your friendship helped both of you to spread words of understanding and to stop the spread of hatred as well from your work?
4: I think by teaching our young people, by not using language we shouldn't be using, by education is so important, and Cardinal put it so beautifully. My job has always been, and is, when we get young people to the Holocaust Museum to teach about tolerance, tolerance, and yes, Cardinal, your words and words do matter.
1: Fritzi, you once said that you didn't think that when you moved to the United States that anti-Semitism would follow you, but it did. Tell us what happened in Skokie right here in Illinois in 1978, and what did you learn from it, and how did you move forward from that?
2: You know, in
4: 1978, when the neo-Nazis were marching into Skokie, several survivors lived in Skokie at that time, including myself. The fear came back. We walked away from that. This is what was happening to us in Europe. And I didn't want, I thought I came to this wonderful, wonderful, free country. And it seems like anti-Semitism did follow me and the rest of us. This is where we created a small museum on Main Street and tried to teach about tolerance. And of course, from that, the Holocaust Museum on Wood Street grew. And to this day, this is what we do. And this is where I became involved just to teach that hatred and not having tolerance for each other and not respecting each other. This is what created the past. And this is what needs to be remembered today. So young people remember of what happened yesterday so it doesn't happen again today or
1: tomorrow. Thank you for bringing that forward, Rosanna.
2: Yes, so Fritzi, we understand that you'd said you never wanted to go back to Auschwitz, but you did. And the Cardinal was there with you on that journey last year. Why did you feel that you just had to go? How did having the Cardinal with you help?
4: First of all, I was so honored that Cardinal wanted to go with me. I think it was important for Cardinal to go back to Auschwitz and speak out. There is a lot of anti-Semitism and a lot of misbelief over what happened during the time of the Holocaust. While we survivors are still here, we have been called liars. And it just needs to be shown that this is what happened yesterday. We needed to show the ovens. We needed to show the barracks. We needed to show what was happening in Auschwitz. And it was so important for me to go. And of course, Cardinal, who is head of the Archdiocese in the city of Chicago, by him being there with me and speaking out and saying, yes, I am here. Yes, it happened yesterday. Yes, we need to speak up. And this is why I decided to go back.
3: When Fritzi mentioned to me that she was going to back, she said, you think there would be uh, some Catholics who would like to come with our group? And I said, well, I'll go. And uh, it just seemed to me to be the right thing to do. And uh, and what was, what was so important in all of that is, well, I had been to Auschwitz before. I'd never been with someone who actually suffered there and who was a survivor of that so i went uh and and tried to keep quiet because i needed to listen and to watch i needed to take it in uh and really relearn the story again through the the eyes and and the voice uh of fritzy and uh, it really allowed me uh impacted me in a way that uh brought home the reality of what happened
2: yeah sounds like it was very Very important experience uh, for you as well, personally and and in your work. So, Fritzi, please tell us about the women in Auschwitz who made great sacrifices to be sure that you survived. So,
4: I am so involved and have been involved with the Holocaust Museum because I hope When I was taken out of Auschwitz concentration camp and put into a different area to do slave labor, I was one of 600 women and I was the youngest and it was the most horrible place I have ever been to. I thought Auschwitz was bad and we were hungry there. Here we were literally starving. There was hardly any food. When the bread came, at night or the food came at night. We were getting very, very little food. So the question was always, who is going to tell our story? Who will remember? Who will survive? People must know, the world must know what happened. And so decisions were being made to choose someone that would carry their story. I was the youngest. And I was their their hope to survive. And so each night, each night I would stand there and these women would line up and gave me a tiny, tiny crumb of bread. And so it helped me survive. I'm not sure if any of them did or not, but they did it to sacrifice their own lives. And so, the memory is there even today,
2: and I, and I have to believe that they their best hopes for how you yeah. would survive and, and bring the story forward. Yes, organized. and that's why I stand up, and that's
4: why I speak out. I speak in memory of my parents and my brothers. I speak in memory of six million. I speak for those women and the world must know and remember the Holocaust.
1: Thank you, Fritzi. It's um, truly incredible to hear your personal story. And we're going to take a real short break and look forward to continuing our conversation with you and the Cardinal in just a moment. You're listening to Creating the Good with AARP Illinois. We'll be right back.
0: Looking for free ways to stay active, healthy, and informed without leaving home? Here in Illinois, you can access virtual fitness classes, cooking demos, caregiving coffee chats, and even gallery tours. Every Friday in October, join us for virtual animal therapy with Soul Harbor Ranch and spend time meeting horses, donkeys, and dogs over Zoom from the comfort of your own home. Register for events and find out all the ways you can connect with your community at aarp.org slash near you. Right now, the health and financial security of voters over 50 are on the line. That's why AARP Illinois is fighting for your voice to be heard. AARP Illinois wants to make sure that you know all of your voting options and that all Americans can vote safely, whether they choose to vote from home or in person. To learn more about your voting options, visit aarp.org il. Paid for by AARP.
2: Welcome back. You're listening to Creating the Good with AARP Illinois. I'm Rosanna Marcus, and I'm here with my co-host Bob Gallo. We've been speaking with Fritzi Fritschall, president of the Illinois Holocaust Museum and Education Center in Skokie, and with Cardinal Blaise Supich, Archbishop of Chicago. So Cardinal Supich, as a man of God, how do you help people overcome hatred and words of hate and inspire them to do good in spite of what they see around them, especially when there are no words to explain the Holocaust and other horrors?
3: Well, I think first of all, it's uh, there are two fronts. The first is to take decisive action whenever there is hate speech, whenever there are people who are ignorant, saying things that are very destructive and providing a trajectory of hatred that needs to be stopped right away. I think you have to stop it in its tracks. When you hear it, we have to say something and denounce and it quickly. But the other is to um, educate, especially young people, about how hate speech can really get out of hand and uh, how demeaning it is to all of us to have any one group portrayed in a way that dehumanizes them. Uh, because we're all dehumanized when that happens. We need to have a real conversation about these things. But I also want to emphasize that leaders have to step up and, and denounce hate speech whenever they hear it.
2: You're here. Facebook decided this week to ban any content that denies or distorts the Holocaust. They said it, they're doing this based on what they say is the well-documented rise in anti-Semitism globally and what they call an alarming level of ignorance about the Holocaust, especially among young people. So, Fritzi, as someone motivated to educate others, what do you think of this decision? Well,
4: I think it's a good move on Facebook. I'm not on Facebook. I wasn't familiar with it. But I think by Facebook taking it off, they have a a big voice. So it's a step in the right direction. And going back exactly to what Cardinal said, This is what started in Germany, by pointing out the Jews, by spreading stories about the Jews, by anti-Semitism that was so rampant during that time. And of course, this is what we must stop here in the United States before it spreads any further.
2: Yes. Yes, indeed. And, and Cardinal, what are, what are your thoughts on the Facebook decision?
3: Well, I, I think we have to step back a moment and, uh, and really uh, define the fact that uh, many young people today live in uh, this world of uh, virtual communications. Uh, they're, they're not present uh, with each other, but they live in this uh, world of technology and, and the cyberspace. And they get their news there, they communicate with each other, uh, opinions are formed. Uh, so it's, it's the whole new uh, world that they live in. And if that's the case, then Facebook has a responsibility to make sure that that space is not being manipulated uh, in a way that's going to uh, bring about a, 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 a message that's gonna indoctrinate young people, that's going to uh, give them a false message of reality. Uh, So I'm glad they did that. I think they need to be very vigilant, not only about hate speech in terms of anti-Semitism, but any kind of racism or or any any kind of uh, lying that goes on about what's really happening in the world, politically, religiously, or whatever it is. Uh, They need to just make sure that people don't get away with using their platform to lie about the situation, about lying about other people.
1: Yeah, thank you. Um, the uncivility of social media has become a problem across the board, and um, I've had to abandon some of these things myself just because of the way that it makes me feel. You know, this is such an important and you know and heartfelt conversation we're having here. And Fritzi, if you may, um, you've you've survived an unspeakable horror in your life. Um, you know, what has kept you going? And at the same time, what what really inspires you to continue?
4: I think what has kept me going is that I came to a free country in a free world. And I needed to get past the past and just pick up and life needs to go on. I have a wonderful family and I'm grateful for them. And I think the fact that I can be involved with the Illinois Holocaust Museum and teach about the past. And I try not to think about it every single day. I try to get past it, but it doesn't always work, but I do try. So I think just life in general has been good.
1: Uh, so on a, on a little bit of a lighter note, how did it feel to get the recognition of global citizenship hero by the American Red Cross in Chicago
4: I was really, truly honored to be recognized. There were so many, many people that probably deserve it so much more than I do because they've been doing such wonderful work. So I'm truly grateful and uh, through the Red Cross by being recognized by them.
1: Oh, I think you deserve it and so much more. Cardinal, what inspires you to do the work that, that you do every day?
3: Well, I I think it's uh, the fact that uh, when I come across people like Fritzi or uh, others who uh, are out there every day just trying to be good human beings and help the rest of humanity along the journey of life, I see a little bit of God revealed in each one of them. Uh, I've tried to dedicate my life to uh, helping people understand how God is working in their lives and where God is present. And uh, it's people like Fritzy and so many others who uh, are out there uh, making sure that the world is better than uh, the way they found it when they came into this world Uh, that inspires me because it allows me to really believe that God is present in the world because uh, of the inspiring work that they all do. Well,
1: thank you for that message of hopefulness in this difficult time. How do people learn more about the Illinois Holocaust Museum and Education Center, um, and, and if they want to get involved somehow?
4: I think the website is a great place. And they can call the museum. The museum is open not every day since this terrible pandemic. But the website, there are always wonderful, wonderful stories and the work that is being done through the museum.
3: I'm going to add that uh, my perspective of visiting uh, the Holocaust Museum on a couple of occasions, now they have, which I think is very enticing for young people, this hologram technology, where they listen to the voices, they see the actual person in the past, even if they're deceased, tell their story. Uh, I think young people are really going to like that, and it's a medium by which they can really learn about the past.
2: Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. I, I, as I mentioned, I visited there last month and saw one of the, uh, the holographic presentations, and it's very highly interactive. You know, the, the, uh, the gentleman was able, uh, from the great beyond, to answer all sorts of questions, and certainly the, the group that I was there with was very much taken by that. I, I am curious, Fritzi, have you had your story holographically recorded for the museum?
4: Yes, my story's been recorded. Um, I'm one of the people that you can hear and see sitting in a chair. And yes, and we have holography coming up, virtual reality coming up, where they're going to show Auschwitz during the time of being there with Cardinal. They filmed, and if you go, you will be able to see the entire camp The way it is today obviously doesn't look the same way it did all of those many years ago, but it does give you a good picture of what happened. And it is virtual reality. And when you look at it, you feel like you're actually there. So yes, all of those programs can be seen.
2: Yeah, that's fabulous. Uh, And on that note, it is time for us to go. Um, Fritzi and Cardinal Supic. Thank you so much. It's been such a pleasure to be able to speak with both of you today.
3: Well, thanks for bringing the two of us together again. And uh, Fritzy, I look forward to the day where we can uh, be together in person.
4: That would be great. So am I, Cardinal. I've missed you.
3: Okay, thank you. I do too. Thank you.
1: That was Fritzy Richel, president of the Illinois Holocaust Museum and Education Center and Cardinal Blaise Zupich, Archbishop of Chicago. It was a real pleasure having you all here.
2: And to our listeners, thank you for tuning in to Creating the Good with AARP Illinois, where we talk with those who are making a difference in their community.
1: For more information on ways you too can get involved in your local community, visit createthegood.org or to learn more, visit aarp.org forward slash il.
0: The opinions expressed on this program do not necessarily reflect the views of this station or network. We hope you'll tune in again next week for Creating the Good with AARP Illinois.